2: Now for our story. Tonight at Aunt Mary Lane's farm, the hum of low voices can be heard from the semi-darkness of the front porch where Aunt Mary and her old friend and helper, Lefty Larkin, are enjoying the cool of the evening.
0: Well, Lefty, I'm
2: afraid we won't be able
0: to sit out here much longer after supper. This evening, night's will be getting
2: too chilly. Yeah. But you know how you are, Aunt Mary. You're a regular Eskimo. The well, way you bundle up sometimes and come out even when you can see your breath practically turning into icicles. What an exaggeration, Lexus. <laughs> the newspaper man in me. Oh, I should think it was. Anyway, I guess I'm as much of a fresh airprin as you are. Mm hmm. You don't try Piggy always has such a struggle getting you into town to see a picture. Well, darn it, those places are always so stuffy. If they'd put air conditioning in it, the DJ wouldn't mind. Anyway, I'd trade most of those Hollywood productions for a good book any day.
0: I don't know, Leslie. i rather like to see a movie once in a while. Especially the musicals. All the
2: young people singing and dancing. Well, Aunt Mary, looks as if you'll have a chance to see our own young people singing and dancing pretty soon when this fancy supper club thing of Del Shipley's opens. there was something in the paper at night about it. Yes, sir. I didn't see it. When did you really plan to get it started, Leslie? This next weekend, apparently. (laughs) You know what they have named it? No. The supper Club? Well, that's what they've been calling it,
0: But it does make a nice name.
2: Friendly, intimate-sounding. Yeah. All I say is I hope Wakefield will be friendly to it. Why shouldn't it be? There's a real need for a place like that. A real need. I know you always thought so, Aunt Mary. But I just wonder if it'll get enough business from the local folks to make it pay. Why shouldn't it? Well... People around here aren't used to that sort of thing. They're liable to fight shy of it.
0: I don't know, listen Bell shipping nobody's fool. You must know if it has a chance in a town this size. I
2: confess I don't know for sure, but I'm sure Bell does. Yeah, you're right about Bell's being a smart businesswoman. I guess she wouldn't sink her dough in anything like that and it didn't show some hope of paying off. Well, it isn't just that with Bell. She
0: knows how I had my heart set on getting a place for the youngsters to go.
2: She won't make any money on them. She only intends to charge them 75 cents a couple. Hmm. And she's trying to make her profits on the grown-ups, huh? Yeah? That's right. Although, to tell you the
0: truth, I believe Belle will be satisfied just to make expenses. At least for, for the first six months
2: or so. And I certainly hope she does. That must be Peggy and Bill. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. i told you so that he sounds happy. I feel this has been in a long time. Yeah.
1: Hello, you dear.
2: Hello, dear. Did you have a nice time? Oh,
0: wonderful,
1: Aunt Mary. And I
2: suppose to be here was as smelly as ever. Oh,
1: Lassie, what a way to talk. Well, oh, it was a good show, anyway. Tyler uh, and Mary were just out with us.
0: That was nice. was, he did. You saw us, to be getting along fine. Mm-hmm. And Mary was a very strange boy, though, Aunt Mary. How do you mean, dear? I know he can be very charming sometimes.
1: Yes, but he's so moody. You never know what mood he's going to be in.
0: Moods? I don't like moody people myself. Is Mario moody tonight,
1: dear? Well, in a way. You know, when we had dinner there the other night, Mario was a lot of fun after the first few minutes. He was laughing and joking and having a great time. You could tell he's just crazy about Bill.
2: I understand he's pretty crazy about his wife, too.
1: Oh, well, he is. He just worships her. But what about tonight? Well, he was sort of quiet. Didn't say much. And he kept watching Carla all the
2: time. Watching her? How do you mean?
1: And I don't know exactly. Maybe I'm imagining it because of that trouble we had last week. But it is sort of a strange situation.
2: I don't get you. Okay. What trouble? I haven't heard about anything happening.
1: Well, there's really nothing much to it left here. It's also so vague. But it seems that there was a silly rumor going around about Bill and Tyler Disgurse.
2: Of all the fool things, that's silly.
1: Of course it's silly, Lefty. But Bill and I both heard it at separate times. Apparently Mario heard it too. Of course you can't blame him for taking it more seriously than we did. Naturally, we knew there wasn't any truth in it.
2: Oh, small town gossip. And if the scary had any sense, he'd know there wasn't any truth to it too.
1: Well, he does now. It was just that one day that he you acted know, so rude. The day Bill and I told him we were going to be married. Of course, he didn't know what to think. And then the next day, Carla came over to see Aunt Mary. And Mary said she could tell that Carla was upset about something.
0: Mm-hmm. And she finally came out with it. She was afraid Mario had hurt Bill's feelings. And Peggy's, too. I don't wonder. Anyway, she had what seemed to me to be a very sensible idea. She wanted Bill and Peggy to go over to their place for dinner. I know she felt that if they all got together had a good time,
2: Mario would realize how foolish it was to believe any malicious story you may have heard. Well, I don't know as I'd have gone if I'd been Peggy and Bill. Not unless Mario apologized first.
1: Well, he didn't feel much like it, considering the way Mario had acted.
2: And I don't blame him. Oh,
0: it. Well, I don't. Well, anyway, the next day I saw Mario and we had a little talk. And I believe he realized how foolish it was of him to doubt Carly even for a minute. And you know, once he admitted that, he was like a different person. So, between that Mary, he we went over there. He had a wonderful time too.
1: But tonight, my was sort of gloomy again. So, I guess it's just that he's moody. So we left right after the show, but Bill and I stopped him to get something to eat. Oh, which reminds me, we've got the plans for our house all day.
2: You have, dear. Uh huh. When did this
1: happen? Right. We started drawing them on the tablecloth.
2: The tablecloth?
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: that's what the article I was doing in Paris. At least in books. Oh. That's when we realized we couldn't take the tablecloth home, so we transferred them to the paper napkin. <laughs> mm.
2: I must say that was very sensible of you.
1: Wasn't it? it? had a lot of fun. That
2: sounds right my well, let's Okay, Aunt Mary, I'll be good. You
1: better.
2: <laughs> Well, when did the carpenters get to work on this great project, Peggy?
1: Oh, not for months and months, maybe. You see, Bill wants to wait until he has quite a bit of money saved up ahead. And then he going to get the house all built and furnished and everything first. Start right out all new.
0: That's a good idea, Peggy. It never hurts
2: to plan things out carefully. Yeah. And speaking of plans, Peggy, before I'd start putting that house up if I were you and Bill, I'd hand those fancy paper napkin plans over to a reliable architect. Oh. Bill may know his way around so far as loans and agriculture go, but what he doesn't know about stresses and strains, would probably fill a couple of books.
1: Well, of course we'll have real time drawn up before we start, Lefty.
2: Well, you never can tell what love will do. Oh, you.
1: Goodness, we aren't back then. Well, I think I'll go in. I'm a little tired. Good night, Aunt Mary. Night, Lefty. Good night, dear.
0: Sleep well. Good
2: night. I don't think you heard you, Lefty. Oh well,
0: something wrong, Lucy? No, ain't I think. is cheerful and happy lately? Making poems with Bill, looking forward to a new life.
2: Yeah, I know she's looking forward to it, and that's what gives me a little chill every once in a while. I hate to have her disappointed. Do you think there's any reason she won't I wonder. I know, Aunt Mary. Trouble with me is I have a memory like an elephant. Not that I hold it against Bill, but I can't help feeling that boy's bad news for Peggy. He has been in the past, and he probably will be in the future. That's ridiculous. Well, I've got a theory that some people draw bad luck like a magnet draws nails. I'm very much afraid Bill needs one of them. Now, take this to scary, Sam. But, Lester, surely you don't really believe that's a misaligned story? No, of course I don't. I know that Bill's in love with Peggy. I also know he wouldn't look at another girl. And I believe he's honorable enough so that if he did, he wouldn't take on a married woman or wife of a friend of his. I should hope so. And yet, well, it seems as if trouble just naturally seeks that guy out. And if Peggy's around him, it'll touch her, too. That's what bothers me, Aunt Mary. Look at it this way. It's hard enough to understand how a story like that gets started in the first place. But if it does, why does Bill's name have to be mixed up in it? Why not Joe Blow instead? That's what I don't get. Why is Bill always in the center of whatever bad luck happens to be around? There's an answer to that, Lefty. A very simple answer. The reason why bad luck seems to dog Bill Mead is that his ex-father-in-law, Ben Calvert, has always been at the bottom of it. It's Ben in his hatred who is plotting to destroy not only the happiness of Bill and Peggy, but of Mario and Carla Discari as well.